Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Bonjour, everybody. Welcome back to No Other Pod. I'll explain why I'm saying something in French here in just a second. Uh, <laughs> great start. <laughs> uh, I am Jimmy, back with you as always, along with my, my buddy Dan. Dan, what are you laughing about? Did you, you warn me before you just come in with some different languages? What the no. heck just happened? No, it's, it's better if we just do it live. Oh, that got me good. That tickled I, me. I thought about doing that about 10 minutes ago once I once I read some Sporting KC news that uh, yeah. is just breaking, which that's that's what we like to call a tease in the amateur industry of podcasting. That is. Um, <laughs> so we'll, we'll go ahead and we'll touch on that uh, in just a little bit. Obviously, big story of the day is the LAFC expansion draft. Um, Latif Blessing getting selected. We'll uh, we'll certainly talk about that. But but let's take a step back, Dan. Even before that, well, first, hold on. I'm getting ahead of myself. How's it going? How's your week been, dude? I I'm having an okay week. Uh, you know, birthday's right around the corner, and uh, me too. You know, it was a good weekend. Oh, dude, I I won an MLS ball, an official match ball. What? Yeah, one of those hundred and sixty dollar match balls that I'm scared to go play with. <laughs> How'd you score that? Uh, I asked a question on MLS's playoff like playoff central shows that they did, you know. Oh, nice. And they used it, and I got entered to win the ball. I won the ball, and this came literally a week after my buddy here in Chicago booted my ball over the goal and into a pond. Well, don't let him play with this one. Yeah, I said, well, hey, anyone else want to play with my ball? Uh, he can't come. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, that's awesome. So you're gonna you're gonna do some training, and then you're you're basically gonna be Sporting KC's next discovery signing. No, I, I get hurt pretty easily. <laughs> it's a real thing. Oh well. Well, hey, man, that's awesome. Um, congratulations. Yeah, we have MLS Cup to talk about. We got expansion draft news to talk about. I mean, when we said. The offseason was not boring. We we weren't kidding. Things no. are getting crazy. Yeah, MLS has lost its damn mind today. That's what, I mean, that's pretty much the best way to describe it. Yeah, um, I don't even know what to say anymore. But, okay, let's go, let's 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 start getting into this expansion draft stuff, but let's oh, talk hey, about... wait, whoa, pause it. Pump the brakes. Dude, yeah, pump them. We had new, uh, uh, we had new reviews, man. Oh. Yeah, this is something I've been liking to do at the, the beginning of the show, so... We had two more ratings and reviews, okay. both five stars. Good. And uh, oh, sorry, no, it was three. We had three more. Oh. And they, these nice people, took time out of their day, probably while listening to us, to go to their <laughs> podcast app. They clicked on the show, no other pod, and went to ratings and reviews. They clicked five stars, and they even wrote a little something. So well, that was nice uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna address them real fast. All right. Let's do it. Uh, I'm going to save the uh, one of the most interesting ones to last, all right? Okay. But uh, Wasabi said five stars, but really they need to let Splinter have the mic a bit more often because he clearly has some opinions. He does have opinions. It's uh, super nice of you to think that Splinter deserves more mic time, but... Uh, the problem is he doesn't tell us when he wants to talk. He just like holds it in, and then all of a sudden he's just like, nope, got to let it out. Yeah, he just comes in hot, and... Uh, but the next one kind of piggybacks off of it and says, uh, uh, it's from DJP702, five stars again, naturally, says, <laughs> I was excited to see a podcast for SKC. I enjoy the insight and behind-the-scenes look into the club. Great job. But if I were your podcast coach, I'd say move the ball around a little faster Ooh. and put Fido in the next room. Now, Ooh. first of all, his name is Splinter. Right? <laughs> Fido would have been super generic, and we're way more inventive than that because he looks like Master Splinter from Ninja Turtles. Uh, uh-huh. But I, I, I can agree with that, man. Like, we're learning, and that's great constructive criticism, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So he'll probably love my 
two false starts to the start of this podcast. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. And, and this last one was from uh, Mansky, and I found out that this person – I won't read the whole thing because it's a little longer – but uh, they're big Sporting KC people, and they've they've uh, they've went to a couple games. Uh, they've road tripped it from Central Wisconsin to Minnesota United and Sporting games, nice. and a couple at Children's Mercy Park. And they found our pod, man, and they they're from Michigan. Wow, uh, no, go, that's goes awesome. to college in Michigan's Upper Peninsula, and I I was like, holy cow, look at us getting uh, nationwide, huh? We're going. North, south, east, west. Yeah, this is hey. nationwide. <laughs> you need free concert. Um, <laughs> no charge for that. That's uh, cool, man. And at the end, by the way, if anyone makes disparaging remarks about Splinter, disregard them. That dog is just as much a part of the panel as Jimmy and Dan are. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I you know I think that might be actually one of the surprises of the podcast so far is that the people love Splinter. People, People love him. want more of Splinter, so they love the splints. He is in the closet with my wife right now. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Marissa. No, she's probably she's watching some TV show, so she's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's that's a big true. closet. It's a big closet. That's good. That's good. it's walk-in. So it really is. Yeah, it's a big one. Okay. Let's. So good. yeah, move forward, guys. Thank you so much for the reviews. I mean, constructive stuff, nice stuff. Anything you have to say to us, I mean, head on over to the podcast app and uh, uh, let us know. I mean that's super awesome to you know we, we we like to read them on the air and uh, and makes us feel good so thank for, you for sure we definitely care about them and we do take the criticism to heart and I've been thinking about all week okay how do I move the ball around faster and clearly I have failed because Dude, he got I, in your head man I know. he's in your head thinking too much got uh, got two <laughs> false starts but I think he or she now he or she you know, we don't know <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think we are now actually. Third time's the charm, ready to get into some Sporting KC expansion draft news. Move that so, ball. Let's do it. Moving the ball. Uh, so the day before the draft, uh, Sporting KC uh, and head coach slash technical director Peter Vermees made an interesting trade that people took a little bit to try to figure out what the heck is going on here. Um, basically... What happened was Sporting KC traded a couple of players that they had already, <clears throat> excuse me, they had already uh, declined their contract on uh, for a retired player and another player that they were getting their contract on. Uh, so I, it was Tyler Pasher and Kevin Oliveira. Sporting KC sent to Atlanta for uh, goalkeeper uh Alex Tambakis, sorry, my computer's freaking out. Alex Tambakis and uh, striker Kenwin Jones. Um, and so people are a little bit confused because we already know Jones is retiring. We're not picking up the extensions on, uh, or the options on Pasher and Oliveira. Tambakis, he's on an expiring contract. So what the heck's going on here? Well, I mean, I guess, long story short, how it worked out was... This was some roster trickery on Peter Vermees' part because neither Tambakis nor Jones were listed as internationals, uh, so they didn't take up an international roster spot. Both Pasher and Oliveira did, and basically all, what that did was it made it so that Sporting KC only had to protect two international players instead of three because of weird MLS roster rules that we're not going to get into. Um, so when they were protecting people for the expansion draft, whereas they would have had to protect Sonny Mustavar because he was the only other available international player to protect, even though they had already declined his contract. Now all Sporting KC had to do was protect Christian Lobato and James Musa. So that was long and kind of complicated, but this is uh, this is the type of thing that we've we've kind of come used to from from Peter Vermees, isn't it, Dan? When he he just kind of makes these crazy moves and is doing things that other people don't really see. Dude, he's so he's so like crafty, right? I mean. As far as far as like getting players their green cards at the last minute and stuff, and so they no longer occupy an international spot, and I I have a hard time wrapping my mind around it. I mean, I'll be texting you like, uh, okay, I know it's hard to do over text, but can you explain this to me? What do you mean two internationals? Well, I don't. It's there's yeah. so many different rules to this game in this league. It's uh, it makes it so much fun, but so damn frustrating. 
Yeah, it, it definitely does. So, yeah, like we mentioned, you know, the Sporting KC sent both Kevin Oliveira and Tyler Pasher. Those were both international players. I like both of them. Um, I yeah, miss them already. I know. I do, too. Um, we, we've talked about them. The Sporting KC also sent a second-round 2018 MLS Super Draft pick to Atlanta and then got back Kenwin Jones and Alexander Tambakis. Um, the reason, I guess, that this all had to happen is because – Clubs have to protect at least three international players um, unless you have a, a relatively small number of international players on the roster. So after that trade, Sporting KC only had four on the roster, one of which was Daniel uh, Shallowy, who's automatically protected because he's a homegrown player. So that left only three available international players on the roster for selection. And because MLS seems to just kind of make up rules as they go, because we only had three, you actually only have to protect two. So that's how that worked out, and that's why Christian Lobato and James Musa were protected. Um, if anybody was wondering why Musa was protected as a guy who played, you know, pretty minimal minutes, um, he's got a lot of potential, but he's not someone that necessarily jumps off the pages. Oh, you have to protect him. That's why he was one of three eligible international players to protect, and they weren't going to protect Sonny Mustafar because they've already declined his option. So there you go. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a little complicated, um, and and you know, it took it took all of soccer media basically like three hours to figure out what the heck was going on. We were all very confused. Um, but speaking of protection lists and expansion drafts, LAFC had their expansion draft today, which was kind of strange because they were the only team picking, so it was less a draft and more of just like an announcement of hey, we just decided we want these people. Um, right. Couldn't you have just released a list instead of like taking breaks in between picks? I mean, I know they had to do their whole media thing and yeah. talk about it in between, but it's like, just release the list. Like, we didn't need a whole spectacle of it. It was just one team. Yeah, it was a little weird, a little over the top. Um, could have just pretty much made an announcement uh, and it would have been fine, um, especially yeah. considering some activity that happened after the draft. But well, a real quick uh, recap, um, they picked five players, um, started with Tyler Miller, a backup goalkeeper from the Sounders. Here's the big one. They took Latif Blessing forward from Sporting KC. Uh, well, yeah, that's that was pretty much our reaction. Um, we'll get back to that in just a second. I'll just hit the, the last three picks. Marco Urania, the forward from San Jose Earthquakes, pretty good pick. Um, I'm going to totally butcher this name. Um, their fourth pick was Juca Raitala, uh, defender from Columbus Crew SC. Sorry if I butchered that name. And then Raheem yeah, Edwards, uh, defender slash midfielder from Toronto FC. So we'll, we'll we'll touch on some of the stuff that happened after the draft in a second. But Dan Latif, he's not going to be he at least as of now he's not going to be dancing over in front of the cauldron after Sporting KC games anymore. That's the worst. I mean, the, and this is what we talked about. I mean, this is our nightmare. We talked about them either taking Saad Abdul Salam or Latif Blessing. I mean, even even people around the league were speculating about Raheem Edwards. You know what I mean? Like right. that that wasn't it wasn't big surprises. So um, it just sucks, man. You can't protect all your players, and this is just what the league does. I mean, every league does it, right? I mean, even the NFL did it when they brought in new teams, didn't they? Yeah, every every league in uh, the United States does it. <laughs> That's right. for sure. Right, yeah. and it's just we're bringing it. We bring in a lot more teams because we're a growing league, you know, and it's going to continue to happen as we continue to add more teams. And Don Garber wants, like, 28, didn't he say that? Uh, yeah, that's the ultimate goal. Like, with the current expansion, um, they're going to get up to 24, I think. Um, and then LAFC yeah, is 23, right? They're 23, and I think Miami, assuming that ever actually becomes a thing, would be 24. Um, and then, yeah, there are four other spots. So the two that they're supposed to announce in the relatively near future would, in theory, be 25-26. And then there'd Yeah, be we two never more. did talk about that, by the way. But uh, uh, there are, what, four teams are up for, for expansion? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's um, Nashville, Cincinnati, Sacramento, and Detroit. So, And everything right. I'm hearing is uh, Nashville and Sacramento's looking like the two favorites. So I think so, too. And that sucks for Cincinnati because they had such a fun open cup and everything. And um, but Nashville would be sick, dude. That'd be a fun, fun little road run to go hang out at. Yeah, it would. I still think since he gets it, I think they just probably are at the 27th, 28th team after they move the crew to Austin, which sucks. Oh boy, that's true. <laughs> um, 
Sorry, yeah, we went off uh, off subject there. No, yeah, uh, getting getting back to, to this Latif news. I mean, yeah, it. I mean, we talked about it before. This was going to be a hard one because you only have eleven players you can protect, and as I mentioned, two of them by MLS rule had to be international players. Um, Ilya doesn't count. Latif doesn't count. Jimmy Madronda doesn't count. It's Sporting KC's uh, Roger Espinosa doesn't count. Sporting KC's been very good about um, getting these players green cards. And when you get a player a green card, it's great because they don't take up an international roster spot. But then this was sort of the flip side, which is this weird sort of one-off scenario, is that in the expansion drafts, they don't count for those three slots. Uh, so, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. You look at who they protected, and, and all of those names make sense as to why they protected them. So... You know, there's been conversation about who they could and couldn't protect. I don't know. I'm going to take a, a, an unpopular stance here, and I want to get your, your opinion. I actually think they maybe could have left Roger Espinoza unprotected and protected Latif, and they might have gotten away with it just because of Roger's age and how expensive he is. I don't know that he's that attractive of a piece for an expansion pick, but I don't know. What do you think? Okay, that's interesting to put it that way. Um, you know, when you really talk financially about it and age, but... I do understand why. I mean, that's, that's a scary risk to it's take. It's a huge because, risk. Yeah, and and you know, if you get away with it, cool. But if not, then you messed up because you're you're protecting these players to to win now. I mean, you're not trying to protect this 20 year old Latif Blessing, you know, because he's the future. I mean, you need to get your core group of guys. That's that's what the protected 11 is. Is your core group of guys that you plan to start every game. Okay, yeah. and we did. We had about every position represented except for a left back, I believe. Um, Sesenovic was not protected. Um, but we did have Jimmy Madrona, Madrona who protected? could play a left okay. back. Yeah. Yeah. So he counts. Well, he could play anything. Um, but yeah. So essentially, you want your starting eleven protected because that's your core group of guys that you're going to win with this year. And I feel like Latif Blessing would be too much of a, uh, you know, win later kind of thing. Yeah. It it really sucks because he turned into. Um, a fan favorite, as I mentioned, like, I mean, anytime, uh, sporting KC won, he'd go out in, in front of the cauldron after the post game and yeah. he'd be doing his little Latif dance. I'm not sure. I've never really seen a dance like that before. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Dude, um, it was like a, it's like a robot, but like more jerky. Like maybe it needs a little oil or something. I mean, I, I don't, I don't even know, know what, what it, was. it was, but I loved it and I looked forward to it every time sporting KC won. Um, but hey, he was a diver, man. Like he he dove and tried to get the calls. Like fans didn't like that either. Yeah, he did start doing that, and I'm not sure why. He kind of started getting a reputation as a diver, and, and it probably cost him some calls that he should have gotten, but didn't because of of the flops that he, you know, was doing throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he he had a high work rate. He was running all over the place. He only had three goals and one assist this year in in 1,400 minutes, um, which was you know, kind of indicative of, of sporting KC's offense as a whole. It wasn't firing on all cylinders at really any point throughout the year. But I, I don't know. I mean, he's just such an emotional favorite. Um, this this guy really loved Kansas City. Uh, I mean, he just tweeted at the end of November, um, the greatest man in my career and father for all, happy birthday, with a Peter uh, picture of Peter Vermees. And I'm just like, man, like this guy, he's such a, he's, he's like so lovable, just this little Latif and he's so good and he loved Kansas City. Um, and I don't know. I mean, do you think there's a chance that Sporting KC makes a move to try to bring him back? Dude, that's an interesting thought. I mean, maybe they, you know, maybe they grabbed him cause they're like, Hey, we know, we know SKC's got that money and they brought Blessing in for a reason and they left him unprotected. So let's go ahead and see. Let's see what he's worth to them. I mean, how much do they want to offer us to get him back? And if they don't want to get him back, then we'll use him just fine. I mean, it's not like he won't benefit them in any way, but maybe we're trying to throw some money their way. It'll be it'll be interesting to see if that happens. Yeah, and, and it does. Uh, it is worth noting that when a team has a player picked in the expansion draft, they are uh, given $50,000 in uh, general allocation funds, uh, GAM. True. Um, as sort of compensation, um, and and it was Andy Edwards uh, who who tweeted this earlier, and and I I kind of agree with him. 
Um, he said, I find it really hard to believe that Sporting KC would identify Blessing, bring him to KC, and get him a green card all in one year's time just to lose him for absolutely nothing. And he said, you know, the Dwyer money could be put to use in order to reacquire Blessing. And he, he throws out a number of 200000 I don't know if that's how much it would cost or not. But, I mean, he has a point. Sporting KC's put so much time and effort into getting him here from Ghana and, and, and getting him into the lineup. And, and Peter Vermees had, had such high praise for him throughout the year, got him that green card, and then to have him just walk away. Like, that, that seems, seems like Sporting KC wouldn't want to let that happen. I wouldn't think so. I mean, that's an excellent point. Um, the dude has really started to love the city and and settled down in it a little bit and kind of starting to fit into the team and was part of the roster every game day. So, I don't know. I don't think we've seen the end of him yet, but uh, I will be kind of sad because I, I just started to think, like, I think Ike Parra tweeted, like, Latif probably has no idea what's going on Wait, right now. I have it open right here. Latif got to be wondering what the hell just happened. Yeah, I mean, the dude has, uh, the dude is from Ghana, and, you know, has a tenuous grasp on the English language in general, and and so he can't be that familiar with the league either, so he's like, wait. Or what so an expansion tra- draft is. Right, so you traded me, and they're like, no, no, it's an expansion draft, and he'd be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what's an expansion what, team? What's LAFC? What, is, it, is anyone going to tell me about this? So yeah. I feel like <laughs> that could be a... That could be a thing right now, is he's like, wait, why are you packing my bags for me? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I've, I've kind of wondered that. Like, expansion drafts are so weird, um, and the players really get no sort of warning, because I don't even think the teams have any warning. Like, I don't, LAFC probably didn't necessarily even know for sure who they were going to get until, like, late last night or today, because they, they're they evaluating all sorts of players, but I don't know. Do you know. think they don't talk to them? you think they don't tell the players, like, hey, we're thinking about taking you tomorrow. Is that okay? I mean, what do you feel about that? Because, I mean, they don't want to take people either that are not open to that. But here's, then, Well, here's why, the, here's oh, why I don't think so. Because, so... Saman. Yep, exactly. Read my mind. Um, <laughs> yep. So, LAFC, as we mentioned, with their uh, fifth pick in the draft, um, they took... Raheem Edwards from Toronto FC. Uh, and I guess also with the fourth pick, they also took Raitala from, from the Columbus crew. Well, what happened, and there was kind of rumors that this was maybe going to happen with some of their picks, is that LAFC wasn't really drafting players to keep them, but they were drafting players more than trade for other things, other players, other assets. Well, almost immediately after the draft, LAFC traded Juka Raitala, that name, man, <laughs> and, uh, and, and Raheem Edwards... To, Sounds like a food. <laughs> yeah. To the Montreal Impact for Laurent Simon, which on the surface of things, now you got a Simon-Zimmerman uh, center back combo for LAFC because LAFC also traded for Walker Zimmerman earlier in the week or late last week or something because, they've, been, like I said, MLS has lost its damn mind. Um, <laughs> and so you're like, oh, my God, LAFC might have the best center back duo in the league and they haven't played a game possibility well time out Laurent Simon is pissed because yeah, he's not a, he's not happy no he I mean you look at his timeline on Twitter it's all in French so you gotta hit that little translate button yeah but I had he, to translate that how are you gonna do that to me Laurent <laughs> yeah I mean the impact half of their tweets are in French and I'm always like come on now um I yeah, get why it. you gotta do that why don't you just put it in Canadian like you normally do <laughs> Um, is that just English? <laughs> <laughs> they just add an A on the end of it with a question mark. That makes mark. sense. Dude, that's, um, real, that's real talk, too. They do that. <laughs> uh, but he's he is pissed. And you know what? I kind of get it because this, this is a story that I wasn't really aware of. But he specifically went to Montreal for a specific doctor for his daughter who's got autism. So he's like, I need to go to this city because this city has the doctor that's going to be able to provide the most... Uh, medical help to my little daughter which Dude, that's so emotional right now like that's a big deal right it's 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 like you know he's he's putting his daughter above everything and uprooting his life to go to a team that realistically doesn't have a shot at winning anything to do what he loves but also to help her and then without warning you're traded to LA and and he's i mean he's very obviously upset and understandably so because what i mean he went to the city for his daughter, for this doctor, and that doctor's not going to go to L.A., so what's he supposed to do? So, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I was reading on Twitter a little bit how 
some guys at LAFC, they said they've they've got, they found the best doctors. They're going to take care of him and his little girl, and there you go. Yeah, I mean, and I'm sure they will. And, like, look, I'm not trying to paint LAFC as, as the bad guy here. You just would think, like, I'd like to think they did their research and they knew that story. And, like, if you're going to do this, like, this all happened so fast that this had to be in place before the draft actually took place. Because, like I said, there was no other team, so they could say, hey, we're going to pick these five, and then we're going to do these things. Like, couldn't you just give the guy a heads up, say, hey, this is what we're thinking. Uh, you know, we're going to help you find the best doctors. We're going to do this and that. I guess you run the risk of him just tweeting it out and blowing up the whole thing, but right. I don't know. I just I feel bad for him. And and I guess that's that's kind of my why I think that I don't, I'm not sure Latif was told ahead of time that he was going to be picked. Um, and, and yeah, he probably, probably is wondering what the hell is happening. Um, oh, absolutely. And I, I can't even, uh, I don't, I, I'm on his Twitter right now and I, it's absolutely, everything's French, man. French everywhere. Everywhere French. Yeah. I don't understand. And, uh, he didn't really, did he tweet anything like personally though? Or did he, uh, just retweet shit? He's, he's retweeting a lot of stuff and I'm just kind of reading into the stuff he's retweeting, I guess. But like one, you know, tweet that he, he retweeted, um, you know, this is a rough translation, but he, it says, like, so leaves Laurent Simon uh, from the Montreal Impact where he went for the welfare of his autistic daughter, and he's without knowledge and against his will going to Los Angeles FC. Hashtag shameless. So, Hashtag like, expansion draft, bro. <laughs> That's the risk you take, man. You should have You should have played harder to get your ass protected in one of those 11 people. Well, what sucks, and this is Ooh, kind yeah. of this is what I would say is actually kind of a failure, maybe on his agents' part, um, and and maybe it's just his agents not used to with, you know, how American sports work. It's like there are players in the league that have no trade clauses, and that's that's not an uncommon thing in American professional sports. Is if you're like I need to be here, or I really want to be here, and you're good I enough. I think Beasler has one of those, doesn't he? Doesn't I think Beasler so too. One? You can you can put in a no trade clause, where basically. The team can't trade you no matter what unless you decide you're going to waive it. So, right. you know, that might be a failure of, of his agent or his management in some way. If, like, it truly was that important for him to be in Montreal, you got to get that no-trade clause in there. Otherwise, something like this is going to happen. So, Yep, bye-bye. Um, I'm sorry. I, I feel for you and your family, but uh, I'm sure you'll be taken care of in L.A. as well. They, they will have money. They will. They'll, and, you know, it, it could be very well that this will blow over in a couple of days and he'll be fine. He's just blowing off steam right now. So. Oh, I'm sure. Um, or something like what happened with uh, Ozzy Alonso may happen, where Ozzy Alonso wasn't protected and uh, was going crazy, retweeting all sorts of crazy stuff about how the yeah, Sounders, he was fired up. Sounders don't respect him. Why wouldn't you protect Ozzy Alonso? He's the heart and soul of your team. He won you a cup, blah, 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 blah. All for him to not be selected and still be with the Sounders, which a little awkward, I would think, uh, having to go back to that locker room and being like, oh, hey, guys, um, about that little Twitter tirade I threw. Uh, guess guess I didn't need to, huh? <laughs> right. That was a uh, – he, like, retweeted a picture of something. I, it might have since been deleted. You know that? He's probably gone back and just unretweeted everything. Cause oh, absolutely. I mean, he looks a little foolish. I mean, again, I would think maybe, I don't know, Seattle, they, they said something after that. They're like, oh, yeah, we knew Tyler Miller was going to be selected. Then why don't oh. you tell Ozzy, like, what if, like, did no one talk to him and say, hey, this is why we're not protecting you? I don't know. Right. He, he retweeted something that says, I hate it when people use you for what they want. Then they just push you aside like you're nothing. By the way. It should have been U R, as in like U apostrophe R E, but no, they they messed up and put Y O U R, so that got me pissed. <laughs> I'm like, okay, bro, you're gonna retweet something, make sure it's accurate. Uh, but they keep you close just in case they need you for something, and they didn't even put that as one word. It says some thing. So in case they, I don't know, I'm pissed. But <laughs> yeah, he, that was his tweet, and someone retweeted that, and then he retweeted them. So yeah, he, I think he was a little salty that he wasn't in there. You know, protected eleven when he wasn't healthy for the end of the season. Yeah, um, I don't know. I just it's it's weird. Like I think these the, the clubs talk to their players, but I don't know. Maybe not. So 
Um, Maybe not. Based on how LAFC's done business, they, they, I, I doubt we've seen the last of, of, of the moves involving these expansion draft players. Um, we, you know, keep following us on Twitter. If, if we hear anything about Latif, um, we'll, we'll tweet it out at no other pod. We'll put it on Facebook, no other pod uh, on Facebook. Um, so we'll, we'll keep you updated, and, uh, and we'll let you know if we hear anything. Um, the, the next MLS off-season date of significance is Wednesday, December 13th. So today, yep. for those of you today. who are listening, um, or yesterday, if this is Thursday or, or whenever, yes, if you are in the future, maybe this you're date listening to us in the shower right is now. In the past, in which case, wash your back. Yes, I so don't that, know. that took it. That took a turn that I wasn't expecting. But yeah, hey, I went weird. I don't know. It. I went weird. It's okay. We're, we're bringing it back. Um, we got sexy listeners, man. I think <laughs> about them in the shower. You know. There you go. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, (laughs) December 13th at uh, 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time is the 2017 MLS waiver draft because MLS does not have enough drafts. So this is... No, we need at least three more drafts. This is the second of, I think, three drafts. The third draft, which has two parts. It's like the last Harry Potter movie. Um, So, yeah, the the MLS waiver draft is is Wednesday. Um, Sporting KC does have a selection. They're picking 12th. Uh, 12th in the waiver draft. Uh, I, but, I mean, did you see anyone that you think they might go after? No. I skimmed it, and the only people that popped out at me on that list are the two people that we waived. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I looked at the list, too. I I don't really see anyone that, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. You know, Cameron Porter's on there, Cameron Iwasa's on there, and then a whole bunch of people I can't say I've really heard of. Yeah, there's like one or two that I've seen on there that I'm like, yeah, like I, I've, I've heard of it. Like Kevin Venegas from Minnesota, like I'm, I think I know him. Uh, I don't know. I know Clement Diop from the Galaxy just because I know how bad he is. Right. Um, you know what's crazy, though? While all these drafts are going on, people can teams can now go negotiate with free agents, all right? And there's like yep. 30, 30 free agents or something, and and – do you think Sporting's even trying for any of those, like they did with the Brad Davis deal? I, you know, I don't, I don't know. Um, I haven't heard anything that indicates they are because free agents are kind of weird in, in MLS because they're all older, just because of the rules of how you can get to be a free agent. Um, and and so it seems like Sporting KC is taking the money that they got from. Uh, the Dom Dwyer deal. Right. You don't think we could benefit from an Alan Gordon? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. Like, they're, they're, this is the thing. There are players on here that I'm like, ooh, that's interesting. Um, I don't know. Like, maybe they could benefit from, you know, an Alan Gordon coming off the bench. Or a Drew Moore from Toronto. Or, I don't know, Jeff Laurentowitz from Atlanta. Like, these these are players that are Steve. that are good players. I just... Stephen Batashore, all... dude. Yeah. Chad Barrett. Um, he's been around We're talking forever. Defenders now, and it's like, do we need? We don't need defenders, really. Yeah, the, and the, that's the thing. I think Sporting KC's probably looking more to the international market, um, trying to spend some of that Dom cash, and and also, you know, MLS decided there's going to be an influx of allocation funds over the next couple of years. I think every team gets like 2.8 million more allocation dollars uh, starting this year, because um, they want people to, or they want teams to be able to sign higher quality talent. So. Um, and, and Sporting KC doesn't have a high salary player, so they're looking to bring in, you know, two, three different DPs. So I think that's probably where they're focusing first. But I don't know. We'll see. Um, I do know, though, or at least we, we're pretty sure we know, speaking of international players, Sam McDowell, right before we uh, started recording this podcast, broke. Uh, and to bring it all back, this is why I started with some French. Sporting KC has reached a transfer agreement for a French attacking midfielder whose name I will probably butcher, Johan Crezetz, according to the Kansas City Star and Sam McDowell. Uh, he's Gotta 25 like, years old. Yo, it's French, right? French guy. Yeah, yeah. So Johan Crezetz. So it's you. It's got to sound more but, beautiful yeah, the, than than how we say it, you know. That's what I thought too. The star says it's pronounced Croisette, but I don't. I don't know. Um, I don't know yeah. if Sam okay. studied French or not, so we'll see. Croisette. But he's there uh, it is. okay. 
He's 25. He's coming from uh, first division in Belgium from a club uh, that I think is called KV Mechelen. Not not quite sure. Oh, the Mechelen man. The Mechelen man. Um, there, built-in nickname for Mr. Croizet. Monsieur Croizet. Um, <laughs> I did take French for a little bit in high school, and I've forgotten all of it. So <laughs> I should have I should have stuck with it because this is the first moment in my life it would have come in handy. But. Ah, oh, dude, I could just order food. Baguette. <laughs> Baguette. Um, I was going to say spaghetti and then realized, wow, well, that's Italian. Yeah. I'm an idiot. Uh, you know, European. It's a, you know. Yeah. What are you going to do? There you go. Um, <laughs> so so what's interesting is this, the, this report says that this is going to require a transfer fee and that he's going to sign with Sporting KC on a multi-year deal that's going to pay him designated player money. Now, it's interesting the way they phrase that. Designated player money doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be one of the three designated players, two or three designated players they bring in. That just means he's going to be making above um, the the maximum salary cap hit. But but all of that, that lovely Pam that that we got from the Dom deal or this influx that MLS is, is sending into the teams, they could buy him down so he could be making DP money but not actually be a DP. So, I don't know. That's true. This uh this is a number ten that's that's gonna bring in some competition for thirty three year old Benny Fellhaber. So so I don't know. What do you think? Dude, I'm excited. Um I'm over here Google translating words in French. Like I'm <laughs> gonna I'm gonna learn things. I you know how you say beef in French? Boof. <laughs> De boeuf. Le boeuf. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that was funny, but uh I, I think he needs a he needs a fun French nickname, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, because he's gonna play. I mean, we're not just we're not getting people that uh, we're not gonna play. Yeah, no. I, I mean, if you're if you're bringing in a guy who's who's making DP money, he's gonna play. And and I almost wonder if this means, you know, Benny Fellhaber, like we kind of talked about, will move into more of that super sub role, or you know, maybe there'll be sort of a, a rotation where Ilya doesn't have to play literally every minute of of the season like he pretty much did last year. But maybe there's a couple no, games where to. where you drop Benny back into more of a holding spot, and you got um, Mr. Croizet up in in the number ten spot, and then Rogers out there, or you know, it, it just gives you more options in the midfield, different combinations that you can try. Um, and as Benny's getting older and Rogers getting older, they're not going to be required, especially as you get into Open Cup and summer Kansas City weather, to play every minute. So. Um, I like it. It's it's hard to know a ton about him because you know I I don't know much about any of the teams he's he's been on. I mean, he's he's got a, a number of goals and assists in his career, so uh, you know he's he's certainly something that or someone that Peter Vermees and the technical staff see as a, a quality addition. So um, yeah, if he comes in and starts producing right away, I mean I I see nothing wrong with that. Um, you know I've I've heard people say like. You know, Sporting KC had all the options they they needed this year. I mean, there's they they could have been successful, and I, I people say we still can, and I'm like, stop it. I mean, Rubio's not the answer, right? I mean, no. we we had to go get someone, and and this is it. And now, if we lose blessing for good, this is a big deal. We need to we need to replace him. You know, we need to find someone that'll step up. And I think. Daniel Shallowy is going to play more of a prominent role this year. Um, God willing that he stays healthy, you know. Um, it's 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 going to be interesting to see how the roster starts to sh- take shape. Absolutely, and you know when I kind of go to this place when I I see a club sell on a player like this, like okay, you know, Sporting KC is going to kind of pay a transfer fee, but they don't have you know EPL money, so they're not dropping you know tens of millions of dollars on a player. So like. Can he, is he really that good? Um, but this kind of gives me a little bit of comfort. And, and Sam's story in the star, he says, you know, that um, Crozet actually did pretty well in, in his first uh, season with KV Mechelen. This is his second season now. It's just the club as a whole has struggled in the first half of their season, so they're kind of looking to cash in on Crozet when they can because they're, they're kind of heading down toward that uh, relegation path anyway, so you might as well cash in on your best assets. So. Um, What's relegation mean? This this is America. What is that? Oh, it means when <laughs> when you're bad and you have to be punished by playing with worse teams because oh you, like yeah like an Everton right? Uh, why did I not yeah, see I that's did. where you were going? 
Oh I'm my sorry. God. I'm sorry. Um, no, hey, hey, they got a good tie the other day. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. Well, I don't know if it's good. That penalty was a little questionable. Um, <clears throat> but we do have Big Sam, whose specialty is not getting teams relegated. So that's we'll, right. We'll that's keep right. doing that. Um, sorry. So yeah, um, Johan Croizet, first uh, first big signing of the offseason for Sporting KC, hasn't officially been announced like by the him. club, but Sam doesn't get these no. things wrong. So. Um, well, we're gonna call him Debiff. <laughs> Debiff. Um, oh, Debuff, yeah, yeah Sh- like Shia. There yeah, you go. It's, exactly. So basically, his name is uh, Shia the Beef. Um, yeah. Oh my so god, that's amazing. You something new Let's go Beef. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, we're taking all sorts of. We're not. I don't think we're keeping the ball moving. Dude, we are not moving <laughs> the ball around fast enough, and that I'm so sorry for that. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll work on that. We'll we'll try to take less weird turns down. Got I'm trying, dude. I have ADD, and it's it's tough sometimes. I'll I'll get on my phone and start doing Google Translate. It's a whole thing. Yeah, it's hey. I I like to think it makes it more entertaining. So I don't know if our listeners think that. Hey, but I you know, probably, I choose to believe it's they just do. a conversation between the two of us. Yeah. <laughs> um. So thank you so much for listening. By the way, <laughs> please keep listening. Um, <laughs> give us five stars ratings. Uh, write some reviews. Um. So yeah, those, that's pretty much uh, the big Sporting KC news of the week. Um, the only other SKC SPR type news there is out there is uh, Nansel Selbol won uh, Goal of the Year for USL, which is pretty cool, yeah. huh? Yeah, dude, I love that kid. I really do. I mean, he came through the the SKC Academy and signed a Swope Park deal, and you know, we even got him up on loan for one of the CCL games last year, and. Um, the kid's good, and the goal that won is freaking sweet. I didn't even know a ball can move that way uh, as he bends it into the freaking corner of the goal, but it says so much for the fans of SPR. I mean, people honestly took time to go vote for this goal. I mean, these weren't, I can guarantee you, these weren't just USL fans that were like, I'm going to continue to vote for goal of the year, even though I don't really know this person. This was us, man. This was SPR and SKC people that went and voted for Nansel and got him goal of the year, and that is really cool. Yeah. I mean, kudos to, to Nansel. Kudos to SPR Sporting KC fans. Um, like Dan said, I mean, this is this is a, a big accomplishment for him and, and also shows the support that the club has. So um, that's really cool. Uh, I want I, I, to see that dude on the first team someday. I mean – He's so freaking quick and uh, can clearly do things. As he had th- three goals of the month nominated for goal of the year. Yeah, that's that's nuts. I mean, that's yeah, it's like unheard of. So, um, you know, it's it's like we said, we're we're really happy for for Nansel and and uh, and kudos to the fans for for helping that uh, actually come to fruition and earning him goal of the year. Uh, moving on to. Uh, wider league news we kind of touched on on some of the crazy stuff that's happened already but as i've said before mls kind of lost its damn mind this week and i just keep saying that Uh because the rumors i'm reading and the moves that i've seen are like these are some blockbuster type moves um the first one that 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 was confirmed uh mentioned briefly before walker zimmerman the the young fc dallas defender who's got some looks with the national team was was traded to lafc for $500,000 $500,000 in allocation money and the top spot in the allocation rankings, which, you know, that, that's a that's a pretty big price tag. And that, that top spot in the allocation rankings is uh, is is pretty huge because that means that FC Dallas now pretty much gets first dibs on uh, on a, a lot of players that come back in MLS. Uh, they said they don't know what they're going to do with it, which, okay. But I don't know. It's... Uh, like we mentioned before, Zimmerman and, and Simon, assuming that he gets uh, gets to LA as planned, that that's a threatening center back uh, duo out out west, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's a pretty big deal. Um, it's it's gonna be a strong center back pairing for them, absolutely. So yeah, that's really they, all I have to uh, say on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. It's hard to hard to talk about center backs. Um, not a lot of stats there necessarily. Um, these next two moves are probably the crazier ones for sure, and not, neither of these are official. I'll, I'll pref- at least at least when we're recording, unless they aren't official. Who knows? By the time you're all listening to this, um, 
the first one is there's there's reports coming out now that LAFC again obviously is is trying to, to trade with the New York Red Bulls to get Sasha Kleschen, which I don't I mean that'd be two years in a row that the Red Bulls trade their captain away because they got rid of Dax McCarty last year and now they're they're thinking about getting rid of Sasha. I don't know what the Red Bulls are doing, but this seems like that's probably going to be a a hell of a move for for LAFC if if they get it done because what I was reading is they'd just be trading some allocation money for him. So they're getting dude. I I mean why would why wouldn't he go though? I mean he's from California, you know. Yeah, yeah, that would be a, a huge move for for LAFC and. You know, between Sasha and Zimmerman and Simon, and they got Carlos Vela. I, I mean, that's a squad that might be scary. Um, they might, they might do better than Atlanta did in their first year um, if they continue on the path they're going on. Um, but unless that, that's what they're trying to do, they're trying to be the villains, dude. Like with the black and gold and everything. I mean, they're they're going to be the bad guys, and uh, I hope they get smoked. <laughs> yeah, they need to just announce their jersey, though, because every time they announce these trades, they're just turning whatever jersey the player was on, or the, the jersey of the team the player was on, and they're just making it black and silver. Um, and I just they, just they just need to announce their jersey so they can just actually have something and stop doing this weird hat thing where they're, like, having the player look up wearing an LAFC hat every time they sign somebody. Um, that's what they're doing on Twitter, and I don't know. It's weird. Um but this, you know, so I, speaking of Atlanta, and, and this is probably the biggest blockbuster move potentially of the offseason if this actually happens. There are rumors, and apparently it's very likely to happen, that the Portland Timbers are going to trade Darlington Nagby to Atlanta United. And, and let me just throw out some numbers here for you. We're, we're talking Dom Dwyer level numbers. Uh, they, they would receive, Portland would receive, $750,000 in general allocation money, $300,000 in targeted allocation money, plus another five to $600,000 in incentive-based compensation, assuming he reaches the incentives. So that's potentially $1.6, $1.7 million in allocation funds to send Nagby to Atlanta. Uh, that's about as blockbuster as you get in MLS, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. I mean... Uh... Did that that already that hasn't happened yet though, right? Nagby has not been traded. Not officially, no. But you know, ESPN's reporting that it's you know pretty close to being done. Done deal. Yeah. So it's I, uh, it's crazy, man. This league is nuts. Yeah, I you know I for one actually think this deal is better for Portland than it is for Atlanta. Um, similar to kind of what happened with with Dom Dwyer. Nagby's actually the same age as Dom. Um, and I think what happened with Dom is, is what happened with Nagby is they're really good players, but I think we've seen what we're going to see from them. By the time you're 27, 28 in MLS, you've, you've pretty much shown what you got. And that's not to say that these two players weren't good players. It's just that, you know, what you see is what you're going to get. And Nagby at times is, is phenomenal. And then other times it, he seems like he sort of loses track of what's going on on the field and, and, and just doesn't look like he knows what he's doing. So... You know, 1.6 million for him. If that's what were to actually happen after all the incentives, um, that's pretty crazy. Now, I was also reading. Here's what some of the incentives are: 150 thousand dollars if he wins MVP. I don't think that's going to happen. 125 thousand dollars if he gets 12 or more assists. That might happen. And then 250 thousand dollars if all three things, all three of these things happen. He's in the top three in MLS in goals. He's in the top three in MLS in assists, and they win MLS Cup. So <laughs> I don't know if that's going to happen, but uh, Atlanta fans will tell you that it is going to happen. But uh, it's wishful thinking for them, I guess. Yeah. So, like we said, crazy things happening in MLS, and yeah, there's probably going to be more blockbuster trades. Going to be more huge signings. Uh, I saw rumors of Atlanta dropping like $20 million on uh, another uh, South American midfielder. So who knows? Um, there's, Jesus. I don't know. Yeah. This it, it, is a crazy – it's a really fun time to be a fan of this league, though, I think, because there is now finally these blockbuster trades, big spending teams that are bringing in good young talent from overseas. So it, it – don't you think it's kind of doing away with that sort of MLS is a retirement league that's boring and, and teams don't know what they're doing mentality? It is, yeah. I mean, we're, we're going to start breeding more talent. I mean, uh, 
it's it's I don't know. Brighter days are are among us. You know, it's no longer the retirement league at all. No, of course. Then there is the LA Galaxy, and I read today that they're looking at bringing in uh, Robin Van Persie. So um, maybe the LA Galaxy okay. will be the retirement team of the league. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah, but um, who knows? We'll we'll, we'll uh, like I said, we'll, we'll keep you updated next week on the pod or throughout the week on Twitter if anything crazy happens. Um, Indeed. Last rumor, I guess, is Timbers might have a coach. Um, they're they're apparently looking at the New York Cosmos coach, uh, Giovanni Savarese. Um, I, I don't know much much about him from a coaching standpoint, other than uh, he was the Cosmos coach. They finished fourth in NASL this year out of eight teams. Um, I, he's probably not the blockbuster uh, name that that Timbers fans were hoping for, um, but they might have a coach sooner rather than later. So just another another uh, MLS rumor to, to throw out there. Um, mm-hmm. but, but the last thing that we want to talk about, which seems like it happened so long ago with all the crazy stuff that's happened in between, is MLS Cup actually happened this weekend too. And uh, Toronto FC won their first MLS Cup. Um, what, what, did you, what did you think of the game? Dude, that was uh, – it's, cra- it's crazy that we're touching on this last, like – you think you would say, oh, hey, a championship game happened. Let's talk about it immediately. But no, the offseason buzz just kind of eclipses that. It's like, hey, Toronto, enjoy your win for like 48 hours, and then all this stuff is going to overshadow you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. But I liked it, man. I Toronto just dominated the freaking game the whole time, and I, I liked it because you know if Seattle won, then they will have had two MLS Cups, like you said last week. And that is the same amount of that Sporting had, and it took us 14 seasons to do it, while <laughs> it took them two. And you know we wouldn't have heard the end of it. From anyone who is even remotely a Seattle fan, we wouldn't have heard the end of it. So I'm comfortable with TFC getting the treble. And, and you can't even say the Canadian Championship isn't real. I mean, that's the only opportunity they have to win a cup. But what any cup that was in front of them, any trophy or shield, they, they won the whole thing. And they won the most points. They they had the most points in MLS history. I mean, so they were dominant, dude. I mean, big time, big time team this year. That that was awesome. Yeah, I'm looking at the stats right now, uh, and, and and honestly, this game was not really even close. I mean, did you get to watch it? I I got to watch most of it. Um, I, I yeah. I, I mentioned last week I was going to run a 5K that that evening, so I didn't I didn't get to see uh, the very end of it, but I but I did see a lot of it. Um, so I saw Josie's goal, which I mean, good for him. Uh, you know, he's he's still getting a lot of hate from the uh, the U.S. men's national team not qualifying, which you know, there's some criticism to be had there. But um, you know, good on him. Oh, for, you know for... what you didn't know? What? You know what didn't know that happened is that Ramon Torres was was asked before the game like uh, some question or other, and he said he's going to remind Josie Altidore who's in the World Cup. Jeez, yeah. Well, maybe that maybe that didn't help uh, the the Sounders' uh, chances in this game because Toronto well, outshot no. Seattle twenty two to seven. They outshot them on shots on target eleven to two. They they dominated possession fifty six to forty four. Uh, I mean, it's just eleven corners to three. Uh, Toronto won 56 duels to Seattle's 26, 14 tackles to six. I mean, like this game was not close. And no, and good on. And don't say, don't say you're going to remind someone that, that who's in the World Cup when you play for an American team and all your fans are pretty much American. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You trying to piss your fans off? Yeah. Because that's that's a load of crap. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that, I mean, whatever he if he did say something, it backfired because because Josie uh, Josie scored the goal that that essentially was the go ahead goal that would go on to win it. Um, Victor Vasquez yeah. had a tap in at the very very end that that sealed it. If it wasn't already sealed, there was only like a minute left in stoppage time at that point anyway. Um, and their their attack was done. Seattle's attack was non-existent. No, I mean they like I said they got two shots on goal, but one of them like I'm not even sure was a shot. It was from way far out and they they awarded it as a shot but it might have been you know a, a ball into the box that just missed everybody um 
Like, honestly, I'm looking at these shot charts right now, and it's just a barrage of shots at the goal for Toronto. And the ones that missed weren't that far off. And then Seattle's just got, like, a couple of lines here, a couple of lines there, and, and they're all pretty far off. And, and there's one that maybe was good. But it's just, like you said, good good for Toronto. Um, what was it like watching with the, with the Toronto fan? Uh, it was cool, man. He was getting pretty hype. And, uh, you know, towards the end, I you know, I, I'm a neutral in that sense, and I – I was like, man, I hate to say it right now, but I kind of hope Seattle equalizes in, in, added, in added time here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just to add and he was like, stop saying that, you know? Yeah. Um, I was like, hey, I run a podcast, man. It might be interesting to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, hey, Toronto got, got their business done. Um, they, they capped the most successful season in MLS history with uh, a, a Canadian championship and with an MLS Cup. Um you know they got they got and one on the board. Now have no time to enjoy it. Nope. Uh, although Joe, you got to get started. You got to get ready for next year. Yeah, Josie looked like he was enjoying it on the uh, the parade a little bit. I don't know if you saw that video. Um, I did. Was he drunk? Oh, I think he was hammered. Dude, he was the way he was talking. Like we're the best team. I I think he had been drinking nonstop since the whistle blew. Like I think he oh, went to the locker God, room, started dude. drinking, and hadn't stopped when he got to that parade. So. Uh, it, just some of the stuff he was saying, I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, I remember my first beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said, good good for them. Um, they deserved it. They were they're a heck of a team. And But like you said, they don't even really get 48 hours to enjoy it because one of their key pieces, Raheem Edwards, uh, already gone. Off to their rival in Montreal. Yep, and so. you just you know go ahead and put that gold star on their jersey because we're getting started again here in March. And... Uh, we're off to the races. Yes, sir. It's crazy. I already saw preseason tickets were on sale. Oh, my gosh, dude. What's crazy is that we've had more to talk about in the off season than we did when the games were going. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that, that's that's the one thing I love about MLS and really soccer in general is that when the season ends, like it's not like you know, the NFL or, or the NBA were like, okay, you got a draft here and then a little bit of free agency here, but like you get five, six, seven months of really nothing happening. This is a year round sport because even when, when league is, is in the off season, there's always stuff going on. There's always players that you're bringing in and scouting and, and, and sales and transfers and everything. And, and it's just, it's so exciting and, and you can't ever really take a day off from trying to keep up with what's going on because there's just too much happening so it's true man it's not like it's not like we're gonna say okay guys we'll talk to you in march nope nope we're gonna do this every week because we're always gonna have something to talk about yeah and i honestly wasn't sure going into the off season how we were gonna sort of work this out without any games happening but our longest podcasts have been in the off season just because there's been so much to talk about and you know what? There probably was something crazy that broke while we were recording that we didn't even get a touch on, or there was probably something I forgot about when we we're putting together our list of topics because there's just been so much happening. But um, it's a fun time. When you say stuff like that, I'm like, oh man, I better go to Twitter real fast. <laughs> make, make sure that uh, nothing crazy happened. Um, yeah, I think we're good. Just just but... closing in on the Sasha Kleshin deal, man. That's that's about it. Yeah, that one that one shocked me. I'm not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> I don't know what what the Red Bulls are doing, but hey. Um, well, hey, you got anything else for uh, for our fans before we sign off for the week? I don't. Uh, well, I always say I don't, and then I talk for like five minutes. But uh, guys and gals, just thank you again. Um, we we really appreciate you listening to this and downloading this, and it's just fun. I like doing this, man. I like talking soccer with you and talking soccer with our fans online and everything and, and uh, getting to meet new people throughout this venture. So, you know, if you got sporting friends, sporting uh, family, feel free to tell them about us. I mean, hey, I know a couple guys who are doing a, a fan podcast, and you might uh, enjoy listening to them. Sometimes they're funny. Sometimes they're rude. Uh, you know, give just spread the word. You know, we'd like like to invite more conversation and uh, and fun and friendship. Yes, sir. Well, so on that note, um, we'll uh, we'll sign off for the week. Keep following us on Twitter at No Other Pod. Like us on Facebook, No Other Pod. Um, leave us those ratings. Write those reviews, like Dan said earlier. And uh, if you want to follow Dan, you can do at Dan Kuzer. 
follow me at jcmax03. Otherwise, we'll uh, we'll talk to you next week after probably more MLS craziness happens. So, uh, for Dan, I'm Jimmy. We'll talk to you all later. The best. Headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com